Tanya for the third of Kislev, the first the story. Reb Moshe Chaim, the brother of Yitzhak Meir, the first Rebbe of Ger, was an extremely wealthy man. And he had a, he had a massive business um, um, empire. And he would travel around a lot. He had, a, he had a, a very fancy wagon with four horses, just like the nobility had. And one time he was, in, he was traveling to Warsaw and along the way, he decided to make a stop in Ger to visit his parents. Rabbi Shaul, his mother, uh, Rabbi Tzachaya of Ger. The, so he stopped, in, he stopped in, in, in Ger. And as he's making his way into the town, he sees an elderly woman carrying straw through the street. And he slowed his wagon down and suddenly, suddenly noticed that the person carrying the wagon was his own mother. And so he was horrified. He jumped out of the wagon. And he told her what, what's going on. And she said that she's carrying the she's carrying the straw because in order they straw was how they made bedding. And she's carrying the straw in order to um, bring it for a bedding for a new color. And so he said, um, leave it, leave it, leave it alone. I'll buy um, I'll buy 10 mattresses for this color. Just leave this in the streets. And she said, um, she said, I don't, I, my body doesn't get the chance. I don't get to use my legs to, for a mitzvah. And he said, just leave it. I'll, I'll pay for 10. Don't worry about it. And she said, you know what? It's a good idea. You pay all that money and I'll also bring the bedding. So we'll have even more money on top of everything else as well. It's an amazing perspective. The Tanya so far is in the middle of chapter six. Chapter four and five dealt with understanding the godly soul, understanding the motive and the agenda of the godly soul, utilizing everything, absolutely everything in the body and everything in the emotions and intelligence, everything, every capacity that a person has in the disposable, the, uh, the godly soul wants to use it for condition, wants to use it, or more specifically to connect to Hashem. And then there's a flip side of it. Now we're in chapter six and we're dealing with the flip side and we're saying, just as the godly soul has an agenda, the animalistic soul also has an agenda. And that agenda is selfishly driven and it wants to make it about itself. And just as the godly soul has 10 levels, so too the animalistic soul also has 10 levels and that's intellectual levels and, and emotional levels. Now, what is evil? And this is a very important discussion because in addition to understanding the animalistic soul, it's also going to help us understand what is evil in general? Because that word is used so freely and in the context of the Tanya, evil is going to be anything that isn't absolutely God. Something that isn't nullified completely to godliness is by definition evil. There's no gray area when it comes to when it comes to this matter. There might be gray area in, in how we can elevate this one as we're going to set at the very end of the chapter and moving onwards. But when it comes to actually making definitions, what is evil and what is goodness? Goodness is something that lets itself be nullified to God. And evil is something that openly doesn't let itself do that. Anything that isn't absolutely nullified to God, but it's something separate, whether on a small level, whether on a large level, it identifies it as something on its own. It says, I'm something. It's unable to receive its vitality from God because it's made itself something. So the godliness is trying to enter and it says, well, I'm here. And godliness says, okay, in that case, I'll, I'll back up and let you be there. So how does it get its energy? Because remember, there's an important principle. Everything gets, everything is God and God is everything, which means there's no such thing as something independent. Even if it says, I want to be something, it still has to get its energy from God. So 
So what happens is that godly energy, and remember, everything is God and God is everything. There is nothing, not even the worst evil that's outside of God. Everything is God. But godly energy goes on a journey and, and cause and effect over and over and over and over, um, getting degraded in, 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 in power over and over until it's weakened. Simsum. But Simsum, I remember many contractions. To such a degree does godly energy become um, decreased and lowered that, that it actually manages to reach a state of exile. That this godly sparks are actually in exile. Within that thing that declares itself to be separate. In order to enable this thing to be created, something for nothing. So you have an idol and you're like, well, how's the idol getting its energy from God? If everything God is everything and God, everything is God, then and the answer is God's energy went on a tremendous exile, breaking down its energy lower and lower and lower and lower until this idol is getting its vitalization vital, realization from God, it's, it's existing because God's creating it every single second, but does it ebb godliness? Well, no, not even the slightest. Because if it wouldn't be getting godly energy, it would cease to be. Not that it would be destroyed, not that it would slowly ebb away or slowly lose its energy. No, the second godly energy isn't revitalizing, recreating it, it would cease to be entirely. It would no longer be anything. And for this reason, this world is called the world of clippers, the world of shells, and the other side. Now, what does the other side mean? Remember, based on the principle that anything that isn't absolutely ebbing godliness is the other side. And this world is a difficult, hard one. It's a doggy dog, doggy dog, doggy dog world because this world is rough and tough and it's packed with. Impurity is packed with godly energy, broken down to such a degree that people that are entirely wicked are able to be extremely powerful. Like it's mentioned in Eitzchayim, powerful people are able to be very um, powerful, and wicked people are able to be very powerful in this world. Now, important to the Frenchians, a quick note of the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe says, remember that in this world, though it might be, you know, um, packed with impurity, it's still getting its energy directly from God's unlimited energy. Now, how does that work? And the time is going to explore this later on, but just briefly, the altar mentions the note now. So the, the world of Asir, the fourth world, which in the part of the very low, in the lowest, very lowest part of the fourth world is our world, our physical world. But that energy of the physical world, where's it coming from? It's coming from the four, it's coming from the, the 10 brain powers, that's called the spheres of the world of Asiya, which in turn, So in spite of the journey, in spite of the physicality in this world, within this world, deep within it is the brain power of this world, the base and ninjas, let's call it, of this world, which is the 10 spheres. And inside of that, if you unpack that, you have the 10 spheres, the, the brain power of the third world. And inside of that, the second world. And inside of that, the highest world. And inside of that is God's unlimited, unlimited energy. So if you really unpack anything in this world deep enough, you'll just uncover raw, powerful, godly energy. So yes, this world is physical, and it's it's it might be called let's call it a world of impurity and a world of the other side because that's what it's getting for coming from. Nonetheless, 
if you unpack it deep enough, you'll just find raw godliness. So the godly energy is what's giving life to everything, even in this world, through the for through this journey of the ten spheres, the base amigdash, the brain, the the ten, the ten spheres of each of the worlds, respectively, as it goes into the next one, it, what's keeping this world alive is that energy. At the same time, you look around and you'll see things that are unredeemable, and that's what we're going to. That's what we're moving on to now. The second topic. Now, when it comes to actual evil, there's two levels, and this is going to be very important because this clipper, though it's not ebbing godliness. It has the possibility to do so, and that differentiates it. So there's unredeemable, um, um, let's call it impurity. And then when I use the word impurity, I mean that only not impurity in the in the colloquial way of impurity that is ick or yuck. That's not what we mean. Impurity means something with a mission and a and a divine purpose, but unredeemable in but by association, unredeemable by taking it and, and elevating it, it's godly. As we just said, everything has to have godliness within it. But the question is, can you utilize it and bring it to, to a revealed state of godliness? Now, the, in, in that regard, there's, there's two elements of impurity. One is, yes, you can. You can actually elevate it, like an apple, for example, make a blessing, use it, utilize it for goodness, use that energy. Or a pig where you can't. That's a, a classic example. The lowest level is the three levels of impurity, and they are, they are unredeemable in regards to the godly soul, in regards to elevating them and making them for a higher godly purpose, let's call it. Now, Yechezkel saw a vision of the God's throne, and before he did, he saw this, this energy, this this you know, prediction of, 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 of opposition to the Jewish people, but it also has Kabbalistic meaning that it's, that it's something that's um, negative in this world. And in, in, in Yechezko's vision, it's called a, a, storm, a storm wind, a great cloud, etc. And, and the, the third one, the, the fire, and this is where everything in the world, everything that's, that doesn't have exclusive terror elevation purpose, Gets its energy from, and so, but regular bodies of everyone in the world, the where does it come from? And also the the living creatures that are unredeemable. For example, a pig has a purpose in this world, but not to redeem it. Therefore, it's part of the impurity because it's not ebbing godliness. So all bodies, and we'll say bar the incredible opportunity that God gives to the Jewish people to elevate their body, which doesn't come from this source, but everyone else, they're getting this energy from this. And all animals that are un, unredeemable, a horse, a lion, tiger, and a bear, all of them, or for example, veg, vegetation that isn't able to be elevated through godliness also comes from that same place. And even something which we wouldn't associate, let's call it impurity, for example, thought, speech, and action, which is associated with one of the negative commandments. So a thought of doing an, a sin, that thought itself and everything pertained and packed within that, within that thought is also directly from the impurity that's unable to be redeemed unable to be siphoned off to holiness and therefore needs to be avoided. 
Thanks so much for joining.